Hello there, you Awakening Wonders on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. We really appreciate you, our listeners, and want to bring you more content. We will be delivering a podcast every day, seven days a week. Every single day, you'll get a detailed breakdown of current topics that the mainstream media should be covering. But if they are covering, they're amplifying establishment messages and not telling you the truth. Once a week, we bring you in-depth conversations with guests like Jordan Peterson, RFK Jr., Sam Harris, Vandana Shiva, Gabor Mate, and many more. Now enjoy this episode of Stay Free with Russell Brand. Remember, there's an episode every single day to educate and elevate our consciousness together. Stay free and enjoy the episode. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Thanks for joining us on our voyage to truth and freedom together. And what a voyage it is when the truth is often concealed and manipulated, when various interests appear to conspire to manage information in ways that seem advantageous to the interests of the powerful. Remember, you have to be careful about using the word conspiracy because as George Carlin always said, where interests converge, no conspiracy is necessary. These people went to the same universities oh, and please. fraternities. They're on the it's same boards of directors. They're in the same country clubs. They have like interests. They yes. don't need to call a meeting. They know what's good for them. We'll be thinking about that as we relay statistical data about excess deaths in the post-pandemic period, particularly in the United States of America. But presumably this will be happening anywhere where measures applied during the pandemic were also applied. Let's have a look at the opaque way that legacy media covers this story. There is grim news today about the state of America's health. The average expected lifespan for a person in this country shrank by over seven months last year, according to the CDC. That's a significant decrease, isn't it? If you read rationalist, secular philosophers, even ones from an evolutionary biological perspective like Steven Pinker, they'll say the great achievement of our age is that the average life expectancy has radically increased, i.e. because our news cycle is so rapid and we're focused on the minutiae of apparent decline across the West, say. We're not noticing that, broadly speaking, bloody hell, from medieval times, people are living a lot longer. Well, what then should we make of it if the average life expectancy drops by seven months in a couple of years? That would mean a ubiquitous change has taken place, wouldn't it? I mean, that's across a population. Life expectancy in the US dropped last year for the second year in a row. That's according to a new report from the CDC. So we looked at that then, right? right. What is it that's contributing to the average life expectancy? Source, yes, sir. What it is is there's been war against Hitler and people have been getting shot. Good, good. That would account for it then because people are in a war. So we'll just write that down. What's happened in the last couple of years that's a bit like a war but has to be spoken about in peculiarly opaque terms? That last comparable drop was back in the early 1940s during the height of World War II. All right, now we want to get to some interesting health news. Dr. Jen, new data showing us that uh, life expectancy has fallen to its lowest level since 1996. What is that about? Yeah, so that's the bad news. The good news is, remember, these are just average statistics. Don't worry about that. Yeah, that is bad, but these are just average. Let's start now repressing and reframing that information as somehow positive so that people remain, broadly speaking, docile and you don't have an uprising because people start to recognize that the elite classes do not respect them, do not care about them, and are managing them into decline and even death. Oh. And there's a lot that you can do for your own personal health and well-being. Yeah, you're an individual. You can do lots of things. Remember all the freedom of choice you had in the last couple of years. Curiously, the same time where these excess deaths are happening. Remember how free you were to make certain medical choices, how free you were to get outside 
tired and bloody well exercised. How free you were to make your own choices about holistic medical solutions like vitamin D and maybe even ivermectin. Freedom. It's your fault. You're responsible. But take a look at what these numbers were. Back in 2019, uh, 79 years of age was the average U.S. life expectancy. Then it dropped to 77 years of age in 2020. And now 76.1. Uh, largely, the thinking behind that is... COVID has uh, an impact on that. Extraordinary, really, to try to mitigate and manage those figures. We all know that the average COVID deaths were often over the average age of death generally. There's been a lot of analysis around for and with COVID and increasingly while muted and managed inquiries take place, for example, in our country, the UK, collectively people are beginning to understand the nature of that pandemic, what type of mortality and fatality occurred, who was most vulnerable and at risk and who simply wasn't at risk at all. And even in the framework of this mainstream media reporting, even with their figures and their framing, it still doesn't make sense. Almost as if some as yet undetermined agent, let me know in the comments what you think it is, has caused a load of deaths. Our rates of obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, liver disease, you name it. Um, unfortunately, the life expectancy here in this country is amongst the lowest of all developed nations. That's not a, you know, a, a, an accolade that we want attributed to our country and our overall health. That's not good, is it? There's a massive decline in life expectancy in the most powerful, developed, richest country in the world. Something strange happened. Happening. Like in the old days when we would talk about America, people go, hey, don't attack America. We're not attacking America. We're not attacking ordinary American people. I've lived in America. It's an amazing country, amazing people, beautiful landscape, incredible culture. It's the greatest nation on earth when it comes to contemporary popular culture. But it does also serve as the base for elite establishment globalist interests that act against the interests of American people as well as people across the world. We all know this now, right? Um, but as I said, there's a lot you can do to lower your risk. So I would take this headline with a massive chunk of salt. And then get a booster shot for that salt every couple of months, even though we've only tested that salt on eight mouses. That is not the trend we want to see, no. the life expectancy going down. Let's have a look at some factual information, then see if there's a lot of evidence of people, I don't know, collapsing and dying and passing out in public all of a sudden. Then we will closely look at what could be causing this. Life insurance actuaries are finding that more people are continuing to die at alarming rates, even more than before the pandemic, but cannot be accounted for by COVID. COVID. Of course, there's an attempt to suggest that this is because of COVID, but plainly, and that was even evident in that legacy media reporting, it isn't COVID, but it's contemporaneous with COVID. So can you remember anything else happening? Just let's come on, let's work on this as a planet together. At the time of COVID, did anything else happen that kind of have a massive deleterious impact on human health? I don't know, we just have to look at clues. Did any major organisations, for example, demand indemnity from legal prosecution? That would be a clue, because that would point, I think. Or if anyone said you can't can't publish any information for 75 years. These kind of things would all be clues. So let's all just together, like Scooby-Doo and the gang, have a look and see if there's any information. For instance, the Society of Actuaries Research Institute found that there was a 34% increase in deaths among working aged people, 35 to 44, in the last quarter of 2022. Hmm, because they're not an at-risk group from COVID, are they? That's not comorbidities, that's not elderly, that's not respiratory conditions, that's working aged people. 34% is sort of unthinkable. 
If that happened and there wasn't something being concealed, this would be headline news. If this was a story that could be used to say, and therefore everyone better start carrying an ID card, or therefore everyone better remain in their homes, it's because of climate change. We found that because of fossil fuel fumes in the air, 34% of people are dying. Get in your house, give us your car, you will own nothing and be happy. They would be on it. So it's something that's not being investigated. Isn't this extraordinary? Another clue would be, I suppose, if there was a particular industry that paid a lot of money to news media and their advertising. That would be good. Someone should look into that as well. Also, were there any subjects that were heavily censored where true information was censored? These are all breadcrumbs out of this forest of death and lies. Many of them are working age people who are in the prime of their life, not anymore, who are suffering deaths from cardiac and neurological disorders. However, the CDC and public health agencies are at a loss to explain these statistics, nor is there any apparent urgency on their part to get to the bottom of the crisis. Well, we'd have to look to see if the CDC has any financial relationships with any other industries. Just keep putting all these clues together. Hopefully the COVID inquiry in the UK will get to the bottom of this. Or when Anthony Fauci is, for example, being interviewed by the legacy media, he'll help us because, after all, he is science. The phenomenon is not confined to the US. Is it me? Or does the future feel more insecure and uncertain? Wars, pandemics, lies, trickery. My cats keep having kittens. The last one's personal. For those who are in the United States, there is a way to secure your hard-earned nest egg. American Hartford Gold make it easy to protect your savings and retirement accounts with physical gold and silver. With one phone call, they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside a qualifying retirement account like your IRA or 401k. American Hartford Gold is the highest rated firm in the US with an A plus rating from the BBB and thousands of satisfied clients. Right now, they will give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first qualifying order. This offer is only for US customers. Call 866-505-8315. That's 866-505-8315. Or simply text BRAND to 998899. Get up to $5,000 of silver and protect your future in this crazy, crazy world with some solid, precious metals literally made in stars. In the UK, deaths among 20 to 44 year olds in the first quarter of 2023 were similar to the same time frame in 2021 at the peak of the COVID deaths and above baselines for the years before the pandemic. That's interesting, isn't it? Because 2023, there is no pandemic. 2021, the height of the pandemic. So at the height of the pandemic, the same number of people died now after the pandemic. And yet the pandemic's not there anymore. So something's causing at least that many deaths, even though the pandemic is over. What could it be? In Australia, Excess deaths in 2022 were 12% higher than previous years, with one third of those deaths considered non-COVID related. It has been extensively reported the degree to which deaths and mortality and sickness were statistically managed during that period. Even with that caveat, it appears there are inexplicable or excessive deaths across the world in various continents, in various territories, almost as if there were some secondary agent at the same time. According to our world in data, under the heading of cumulative number of excess deaths in the last 12 months, as of May 21, 2023, the US had over 103,000, Germany had 83,000, 
France had 17,600, UK had 55,000, Brazil 60,000, Russia 72,000, and Italy 25,650. We did an interview recently with Steve Kirsch exclusively over on Rumble because we were cautious about putting it anywhere else because it pertained to the data breach in New Zealand with the data that was specifically stolen by Barry Young, who some are calling the Edward Snowden of the pandemic. I urge you to have a look at that data that pertained, of course, to certain medical measures that took place during that period because when you see numbers of this size the information that even I was somewhat incredulous and certainly sceptical about starts to make sense. I urge you to have a look at that video on our channel. It's worth recalling the comments from January 2022 by Scott Davison, CEO at one of Indiana's life insurance companies. We are seeing right now the highest death rates we have seen in the history of this business, not just at One America. The data is consistent across every player in the business. So this is data that's not actually even coming from medical analysis analysis, but from insurance companies. <laughs> so it's only when it started becoming financially relevant. Wait a minute, we can't keep insuring everyone. Everyone's dying. Well, put up the premiums, the idiots. They're also poor because the economy collapsed around the same time, almost as if something happened that was beneficial to rich people, reduced the population, limited the ability of ordinary people to communicate. This is just so baffling. Just raise the premiums and let this thing sort itself out. If people were just all of a sudden dying, because of some novel new agent, there would be footage from across the world of people passing out, collapsing, dying, banging their head that we would all be able to put together and look at as kind of evidence that something unprecedented and historic had taken place. Here it is. Comedian Heather McDonald collapsed over the weekend during a show. Management at... saying she suffered a skull fracture in the fall. The CDC has confirmed higher than normal cases of heart inflammation in 16 to 24 year olds. Service members later developed myocarditis. 16 year old was rushed to the hospital. Loved ones say the 17 year old's heart stopped. The elite runner was rushed to the hospital after suffering a heart Guys attack. Collapsing in the middle of the game. Collapsing during the game. Collapsing on the tennis court. Suddenly sport. collapsed. The player collapsed. collapsed and died. died after collapsing. This is unusual. I've never and seen anything like this. Yes. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, what, what's happening? That's very disturbing to watch. So we have to ensure that we stay away from crackpots and conspiracy theorists. And I think we'll be relatively safe in the hands as we continue to investigate of Dr. Pierre Corey, MD, President and Chief Medical Officer at the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance. This is what he wrote. Food and Drug Administration Commissioner Robert Califf recently took to X to mourn the catastrophic decline in US life expectancy. But his post, which he on smoking diet, chronic illness and healthcare ignored the obvious. People are dying in abnormally high numbers even now and long since COVID-19 waned. Yet public health agencies and medical societies are silent. That's what's peculiar about this, isn't it? Remember earlier, 34% increase in the age range of 35 to 44 year old working people. That's astonishing and you can bet that if it was something that could be used to legitimise further regulation or control of a population or to levy some tax or to legitimise some new measure or allow censorship or surveillance or new ID cards, it will be examined. Why are they not looking at this? These are just normal statistics. We're not making this stuff up. So what's happening? What's being concealed? What's not being reported? Is it possible that the government, the legacy media and Big Pharma are working together so extensively that they can essentially manage reality? The shared public reality only includes data that is permissible. And when people try to intervene and give you alternative narratives, those people are removed one way 
way or another. Life insurers have been consistently sounding the alarm over these unexpected or excess deaths, which claimed 158,000 more Americans in the first nine months of 2023 than in the same period in 2019. That exceeds America's combined losses from every war since Vietnam. Congress should urgently work with insurance experts to investigate this troubling trend. So in the first nine months of 2023, America's excess deaths accumulate to more than all of the deaths of American soldiers and military personnel in every single war since Vietnam. Think of all the parades and reporting and consternation and doubt as a result of the Afghanistan war, the Korea war, the Iraq wars, the current conflicts around the world. Doesn't that suggest that there should be some sort of inquiry, investigation, parade, special day, few minutes silence, accountability. What's going on? Let me know in the chat. This is not conspiracy theory. It's not like, and now let's go over to people that are very open-minded and already dislike the establishment. This is from insurance companies. Insurance companies are like, we don't actually care about anything except what premium to charge for when it's someone's life. You're probably going to die. Why? Because there's sort of been this weird secret war, set of wars that's happened and it's going to cost my money to insure you. You're essentially coming home in a body bag. But I already am home. Well, here's your body bag. That's going to be $200 extra on your premium. With the worst of COVID behind us, annual deaths for all causes should be back to pre-pandemic levels or even lower because of the loss of so many sick and infirm Americans. Instead, the death toll remains alarming and disturbing and deserving of urgent attention, according to insurance industry articles. What extraordinary system we live in where it's left to the insurance industry to sort of point out that people have become uninsurable. The medical industry, who you should be able to rely on, seem hell-bent on creating products that don't seem to have been clinically trialed in a way that amateur pundits and crackpots like you and me at the beginning are like, how would we know the long-term effects of these medications if you haven't had a long time to trial them? How would you know what's going to happen in two years if you haven't had two years? How is it that we can use mRNA technology when the inventor of mRNA technology says that it shouldn't be used in the way that you're using it? What about all of the information that was shut down and censored? And now the legacy media talk about people that are doubtful, skeptical and cynical as if they're morons, idiots, racists, crackpots, conspiracy theorists. Why? Because they're still trying to maintain this space. They're still trying to ensure that an investigation doesn't take place. That's why you get sort of mealy-mouthed COVID inquiries. They don't want new populist movements arising, not out of some hysteria around the pandemic and its measures, but because of what was revealed during the pandemic. Oh, look at how these institutions behave. Of course, it's always been happening, just not on such a scale, not globally, not to the degree where insurance companies who weren't cut in at the front end are like, hey, this doesn't make sense for our bottom line anymore. That's how this is leaking out. This is the sort of stuff you have to get a Freedom of Information Act to attain. That's how we're getting this information. Without independent media, we'd just be going, that was weird. Yeah, long COVID, still killing people. They would just manage the information. They're doing quite a good job of it already, given the amount of pushback, the amount of space, the amount of resistance, the amount of evidence. They're doing a pretty good job. But now, now that there's sort of like America's imperial history from 1969 to present day worth of deaths, people are surely going to have some questions. At what point are you willing to stop complying? Let me know in the chat. Actuarial reports used by insurers to inform decisions show deaths occurring disproportionately among young working age people. Nonetheless, America's chief health manager, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, opted in September to archive its excess deaths webpage with a note stating, these data sets will no longer be updated. Even if you're a little inclined towards 
conspiracy theories and cynical, skeptical, or even critical thinking, information like the web page for excess deaths is not going to be updated anymore by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention when we know what other kind of activity they've been involved in, what kind of information they've been involved in repressing because of available email chains, because of brilliant reporting from people in the independent space. It's very difficult not to think, why are they concealing those data sets? Those data sets were a surprise for your birthday and you ruined it. You're just like Big Pharma. It's not going to be a surprise birthday, is it? That's not why we know how they operate at this point, don't we? Where is the legacy media investigation into a story about a 34% increase in deaths of working age people from 35 to 44? Isn't that a significant story? Where are the resources being deployed? What interest does that suggest they have at heart? Ordinary people? It doesn't look like it, does it? Unlike the pandemic's early phase, these deaths are not primarily among the old. For people 65 and over, deaths in the second quarter of 2023 were 6% below the pre pandemic norm, according to a new report from the Society of Actuaries. Mortality was 26% higher among insured 35 to 44 year olds and 19% higher for 25 to 34 year olds, continuing a death spike that peaked in the third quarter of 2021 at a staggering 101% and 79% above normal, respectively. Young people and people you would not expect to die are dying. This is according to the insurance industry that are trying to redress and address their bottom line. Extraordinary statistics, not from conspiracy theories, not from academia, not from the medical industry, not from a health agency, but simply because it looks like whenever all of this stuff was being sketched out, we'll grant indemnity to the pharmaceutical companies, we won't publish the information, we'll ensure it's mandated, people are shamed en masse for not taking it, we'll conceal the excess deaths from various health agency websites. Oh no, we forgot the insurance industry. People are dying and making claims. Damn it, we affected some people that are part of the conglomerate, part of the syndicate, part of the cartel. I'm not being shady, I don't think hoods and rooms and occultism, although hey, maybe, who knows. What I'm saying is, you could observe it, it's hit them right in the money, and that's where it matters. They won't investigate the dead people, your loved ones ain't coming back, you're not attending those funerals, people that have lost their lives because of cancer, heart disease, ending their own life during that period, educational impact on your children, the effect on your small business while global businesses benefited, you can forget all of that. But now the insurance companies, part of the Nexus, part of the 2008 financial crash, never investigated correctly, Nexus has been impacted. So they're going to have to resolve that because the truth is out there. COVID-19 claims do not fully explain the increase in incurred claim incidents, the society said. COVID-19 deaths dropped 84% from the first three quarters of 2021 to the same period in 2023. So COVID deaths are going down, excess deaths are going up. Hmm. Suspicious. Therein lies the most pressing question for insurers, epidemiologists, and health agency officials. Why is the traditionally healthiest sector of our society, young, employed, insured workers, dying at such rates? Do you remember that one of the questions asked by amateur pundits and just interested people like ourselves was, hey, what about the impact on people's psychological health? Is it right that instead of just shielding the elderly and people with comorbidities who appear to be most vulnerable, that's not to say their lives aren't valuable, but their lives are valuable, but because we have to have a holistic global look at society and the various contributors and participants in society, surely by favouring the protecting of these vulnerable groups, we're creating vulnerability elsewhere. And look at this. Look who's being affected now. You. Do you fit into that class? Are you part of that group? In my opinion, all of our lives are equally valuable. That's a spiritual maxim that I think we all have to live by to stop ourselves 
themselves going crazy. But this seems like some weird pact or bargain has been made. I don't, again, mean in an occultist sense, but in an observable way. Public health officials aggressively oversaw the pandemic response, for better or worse. Why aren't they looking into this? Let me know in the chat why you think they're not looking into this. Could it be because the answers would require a massive reckoning and reorganisation of our systems of government, a massive reckoning for the legacy media, a complete shift in the way that we run our various communities and perhaps even society as a whole. In the United Kingdom, where post-pandemic excess deaths in similar demographics also persist, a government-funded independent inquiry is underway. With each passing week of the COVID inquiry, the BBC reported recently, it's clear there were deep flaws in the way decisions were made and information provided during the pandemic. Of course, the BBC participated in much of the censorship, the amplification and propagandization of certain health measures, the shaming of people that were hesitant about taking vaccines, let's just say it, and supported the government's stance and refused, and still to this day refused, to legitimately and intrepidly investigate what has led to these excess deaths, which I would say is a bigger story than the pandemic itself, a bigger story than many of the stories that they focus a lot of attention and resources on. Almost as if legacy media organisations, not with every individual involved participating in an explicit conspiracy, but institutionally are involved in a set of biases that are designed to prevent ordinary people accessing the truth that would empower us to oppose corruption that amounts to several wars worth of excess deaths. The United States needs such an examination of the measures taken to fight the pandemic. This probe by a high-level unbiased commission should focus on what worked and what did not. Lockdowns, limited access to education, social interaction and healthcare with documented harm to childhood development, mental health and the economy. Treatment protocols dictated how doctors should deliver COVID care, primarily in hospitals and with expensive medicines, and limited early access to generic drugs that might have helped. Oh, generic drugs. Let me know in the chat what they mean by that. That little four-syllable word, more commonly known as horse paste. Vaccines were given to more than 270 million people. Among them, babies, pregnant women, and workers under employer mandates. The therapeutics warp speed emergency use authorization must be part of any post-pandemic analysis in light of more than one million reports of possible harm to the vaccine adverse events reporting system and a new Yale University study validating a chronic post-vaccination syndrome. We were right. Just take a breath. <sighs> we were right. Now we're probably right about a bunch of other things as well. So hold it together. Finally, government officials who sanctioned unprecedented censorship of dissent, enforcing pandemic measures through media pressure, must be called to account. Actuaries and industry analysts predict excess deaths will continue among people with life insurance through 2030. Watch out for that date, everyone. And are anticipated to be highest at younger ages. What, the portion of the population that are able to stand up and resist authoritarianism? Huh. This prediction defies normal expectations of mortality for a robust population of people with life insurance. Now consider how other disability-afflicted, poorly insured Americans may fare. Yeah, this is a limited subset of available information. What about uninsured people? You may well be uninsured. You may be uninsurable. You certainly will be now, let me tell you. You won't be able to afford it anymore. To ensure future generations are protected and to be ready for the possibility of another pandemic, Congress needs to assess what worked and what did not. I think we are beginning to become aware of what worked and what did not. I think many of us intuitively, pretty near the commencement of a pandemic,
pandemic were asking significant questions. After a wave of incredible fear and compliance, people began to ask, what is the efficacy of lockdowns? What kind of testing has been done on these vaccines? What are the likely ancillary effects of lockdown measures? What are the possible adverse injuries that could be caused by vaccines? How can you possibly claim to know what this will do in one, two, three, five or ten years when you've not had that amount of time to trial them? Why did you indicate that they would stop transmission when they were never trialled for transmission? There are so many questions. Why were they granted indemnity? Why is the information not available for another 75 years? Why did Albert Baller initially claim they're 98% effective? There are a lot of questions, not to mention the amount of money that Moderna earned from the UK government, the number of people that have worked either for the FDA or the UK government and now have taken on jobs at Moderna. There is a lot, a lot, a lot to investigate. And you'll notice in the COVID inquiry in the UK, whenever questioning strays near any of this stuff, like there's some suggestion that lockdowns may not have worked. And also it might have come from a lab leak. The inquiry, the person asking the question says, that's enough of that. I'm not here to inquire about that. I'm just here to blame two people and move on. We don't want to disrupt our entire system of corruption that we've worked so hard to build that's starting to deteriorate now because independent thinking and independent communication from awakening people poses a massive threat to these systems. We're going to conduct very limited inquiries and we are going to attack, attack, attack a suddenly much sicker population. Fighting age people are suddenly not feeling very well and dissenting voices are being shut down and censorship is being leveraged and the police are being granted new powers and there is more inequality than in generations and life expectancy is falling. Looks like a great time for an apocalyptic showdown. Looks like a time to awaken, to question, to bind together and oppose and to be most of all, what can I do? What can I do? I'll tell you what we can do. Start thinking about what prejudices and opposition you have to other people that are in the same socio-economic class as you. Think, I don't care about culture. I don't care about religion. I don't care about race. I don't care about anything now. I just care about opposing this establishment. I just care about taking the head of this beast and moving forward into the utopia that is achievable with decentralization but unity among the people. But that's just what I think. Why don't you let me know what you think in the comments and the chat? This is extraordinary because this information is just essentially coming out of economics and statisticians. This isn't about conspiracy. This is about saving money, essentially. Remember, there's a whole bunch of wonderful merch available. If you want to support our content, do it over on Rumble. More important than any of that, though, if you can, please stay free. No, here's the fucking news.